Thanks for that, SM. And uh, I'm here tonight with a full house. Actually, we've got we've got all the boys together. Um, Cruyff. Hello. Cookson. Talking to yourself is clearly the height of ego. Oh, you know, it's just I, I couldn't find anyone of equal uh, greatness to cross to myself, so I had to I had to just go out on a limb. Um, we've also got NUFC. G'day, guys. And we've got Milang Panthers. Hey, and joining us for the first time, Friar Tuck. What the crab? Oh, uh, that's, so- ty- that's 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 for. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> bringing, bringing a touch of uh, touch of um, foreign foreign class to the podcast. Trying to got to lift your game a bit, a bit Cruyff, tonight. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, so got to stick with traditions, fellas. Very important. Absolutely. Um, so, have you all enjoyed the off season? I think uh, it was good to get a bit of rest for the players, and uh, we came back, and our goalkeeper has now won three trophies in three games. I think it's uh, very good. Yeah, well, um, you only Philos- beat a second. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go Cookson. Well, philosophically speaking, it was quite good. Philosophically speaking, Were you, rhetorical. You going to elaborate on that or no? You're just going <laughs> to leave it hanging out there. I don't know. They probably partied. Players come in. Some of them are leaving. Who uh, are failing medicals because they lack spines. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 testicles, which I think are in their wives' purses, perhaps. Yep. <laughs> because suddenly Eurovision is more important than winning. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, and Milang Panther, you must have been um, pretty stoked with some of the signings so far with uh, Kabaya, pretty impressive one. Yeah, I've been pretty stoked with that since um, since we've signed him and uh, a few of my mates supporting teams started to take notes of us now, so that's pretty good to know. So, um, whereas when we first got promoted, obviously they'd pretty much never heard of us, so starting to make some waves, which is good. Yeah, it's always enjoyable, and obviously NUFC, uh, it's the other side of the coin for you. Didn't get Kabai back to the club, but um, at long last you've made a couple of signings, which can only be a positive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we were the last club to uh, actually sign anybody uh, this window, but somebody's uh, managed to steal Mike Ashley's checkbook, so uh, we've got a few <laughs> signings, which is good. Uh, and, and for our tuck, I mean, we had... Nigel Pearson sacked in the off-season pretty unexpectedly, I guess, after he, he secured what's Premier League. What's that? Nigel Pearson's been sacked? Since when? <laughs> Every last I remember, we were swimming so nicely, we were about to sign Cambiasso, and when did this happen? <laughs> no, no, really, that's, that was a complete shock to the system. No one, no one saw this coming. It's, well, we're just trying to regroup and move on from there, and hopefully... Well, all things positive from here on in. Yeah. You have uh, the Tinkerman uh, as the coach now. Uh, you will do uh, very well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I bring uh, all of my players and we uh, play together. <laughs> anything, if it's anything like Chelsea's 0304 season, I'm looking forward to it. We draw a uh, 20 game uh, and we do uh, well. Uh. Well, we, we might we might start with the man of many talents and um, I'll ask you, Croy, how you've seen Arsenal's off-season because it's... Um, in some ways, quite a good one. In some ways, you could have done a bit more. I mean, bringing check in is obviously a pretty big coup, but no one else through the doors as of yet. So how have you seen it? 
Well, uh, I think uh, the signing of uh, Mr. Czech was uh, very pivotal for the team. Uh, with Jack Chesney has now gone on loan to Roma. And uh, we have the, the Czech goalkeeper now. And uh, as I said earlier, he has won three trophies in three games. Unbeatable record for any player ever. And he will look to improve on that. Well, I mean, it's not surprising that it took a Chelsea player to um, bring some trophies to Arsenal, I suppose. <laughs> no, I know, seriously, I think uh, Czech will be a good signing, as I think most people will agree with. But it would have been nice to see more more effort done to sign other players prior to a weakening out of the season. But, I mean, there's still another uh, four weeks of the window left, so we don't know what will happen, but... I mean, it would have been nice to have another uh, defensive midfielder or striker on the books. But, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see what what Arsene does and and take it from there. But the signing of Czech is definitely um, a very positive one. I think one the club's been crying out for since the days of Jens Lehmann. Now, I posted to Lunity in the first half about whether... um... Seeing Arsenal competing for the for the title with Czech sort of leading the charge would leave him bitter or not, and he he found it very difficult to say that he wouldn't be bitter. Um, do you think that Czech could sort of push you up into that top bracket of clubs, or do you still think you need another couple of signings to get there? I think Czech helps us get closer to what we were last year, but we need more signings. I think as as a season overall, because you don't know with injuries, fatigue and, and whatnot, with what can happen. But I think the signing of Czech definitely does enhance our chances. Where, where do you see yourself finishing? Second uh, or third. Second or third. So do you reckon you'll be in the title race or more kind of like last well, season where you sort of... Well, if we start strong and actually keep playing like that for the whole season, well, there's, there's every reason what that we could be, but... Arsenal tend to start slow, but now they've signed a, a goalkeeper who can actually keep. Um, there's no reason why we can't can't be in the title race, but I mean, it, it'd be nice to think that we'll be there come season's end. But I mean, we'll find out. But uh, I don't know. I've, I've haven't answered your question very well, and I do apologise <laughs> to our listeners. But um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to say yes, but. I'm, I'm always with Arsenal. You're, you're, you, you have to be pessimistic as a fan. His Arsenal season will go like this. They'll start out good, everything title chances. Then it'll come around Christmas. They'll be crap, not win a title. They'll draw some either a German side, a French side, or some random Eastern European side in the round of 16. Gee, that narrows it down. That, 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 that really narrowed it down there. Well, we buy, you, you, you always play Bayern Munich. Can't, we can't draw an English side. So you've said we'll draw a German side, an Eastern European side, or a French side. The only other possibility is either a Dutch or... Spanish? Portuguese? Or a, Span- or a Spanish side, or, or a Portuguese. It's still bigger <laughs> than 6-8. It's are you, are you, guys, you guys have to qualify, don't you? It's in the back. When's, when's the um, qualifying game? Uh, the... It should be Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. Who've you, who's United drawn? Hasn't been done yet, though. Oh, okay. It might be next week. Because I was, ask, was going to ask if, if the chances of you guys getting Fenerbahce and, and coming up against Van Persie. There, he's cooked. And nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone else have any questions for um, Arsenal? I've got one for Cruyff. Um, yes. 
I believe I saw a headline yesterday uh, where Roy Keane suggested that Arsenal won't win the title race um, based on some of the players being more obsessed with uh, six-pack selfies um, and just generally taking pictures of them themselves, I guess. I was just wondering if you had any comments on Mr. Keane's uh, words. I generally don't pay attention to what leprechauns say. <laughs> I take that as a front, an affront to myself. No, I think I think King does have a point that there are some players that maybe a little caught up in in I guess it's a generation thing now, but I, it, it would be good to see them focus more on on winning and whatnot. But I guess they're celebrating and enjoying the moment. So, but I, I do see King's point. And of course, last season they were more focused on um, having a couple of ziggies. <laughs> yes, thankfully that <laughs> has left that club now. So. And the, well, then the other one's got an ankle injury, so he's not playing anyway. The other one's actually talented, though. Yeah. But um, I, th- I, th- I think Chesney's time at Arsenal is done. I don't think we'll see him in an Arsenal shirt again. Fair enough. Uh, well, we might move across um, to the other North London club uh, with Cookie, who's covering Spurs for us. Um, how do you see their season unfolding? Well, it'll probably be similar to last season. I mean, pretty decent overall compared to other clubs, but they're probably still going to finish around about fifth or sixth. How do you rate the players they've managed to bring in? They've brought in Anderwild, who's very good. Aldevareld? <laughs> yeah. Not much that they have stupid names. I have to call you Top Club. <laughs> or a Country Race. Then we have Kevin Wimmer, who I know nothing about. Austrian BM, I think. Yeah, Austrian centre-back from Cologne. And... Uh, player from Burnley, he was very decent last season, good young lad, but again, you just look at them and it's really much the sameness, really. I mean, apart from Kane and Ericsson, there's no real players that you're going to be scared of when you face them. And with Kane, I mean, there's a lot of questions whether he can back up. Yep, whether he'll be a one-season wonder or will he be the next Alan Shearer? We'll find out. But yeah, I mean, the sole players, gone rid of some dead weight. Apparently, you look at all the money from the bail, apparently there's about, only Ericsson and from that window would be considered above average. Lamella, the jury's still out on probably, but um, apart from that, I'd probably agree. What, what's everyone else's take on Spurs? Lol. <laughs> no, that's a... Spurs will be around the the Liverpool sort of benchmark, I think, like that sort of mid table, mid club level sort of thing where where they belong. But <laughs> if 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 Kane can fire again, there's no reason why they can't finish sixth or thereabouts again. Fair enough. Um, well, we might move on then to another club that could arguably be pushing into that uh, middle middle of the road bracket, which is Crystal Palace. Um, Melang Panthers, how have you seen your off season? I mean, we've already touched on the the purchase of Kabai, but um, how have you looked in pre-season and, and what, what are you expecting for the season? Um, yeah, it's been pretty good signing-wise, along with uh, yeah, Bamford, who's um, scored a hat-trick in his first game for us, so that's a pretty good start. Um, are you, just, are you just stacking your side with strikers? <laughs> pretty pretty main midfielders, <laughs> yeah. We've got, a, we've got about two for every spot, so... <laughs> um, but yeah, at the moment, it's looking pretty good. Like We've only lost... Twice, but 
you know, it's pre-season, so it's not to be unexpected. So, um, but yeah, and probably just as important as Kabai's re-signing Scott Dan as well. That was quite um, quite a big deal for us to get. I think that's almost equally as good. So, um, I was pretty close with that as well. Yeah. And how have you rated um, the shift in style under Pardew? Have you noticed much of a change, or or not not yet? But apparently. I haven't watched the pre-season games yet. Um, we're not playing as wide as we were, which is a bit of a surprise considering we've got Balassi and Zaha out in the, out in the wings. But um, I don't... Yeah, apparently might have been testing that just in case one of them went down or, you know, Balassi left or I, something like that. So we'll just have to wait and see for the first few games, yeah. I don't think that's such a bad thing, though, because it shows you're versatile and you're not one-dimensional and you can actually play through the vicinity if you need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you looking to offload any of your strikers? I mean, I, I joked about it, but you, when you think you've got um, Murray, Gale, um, is is um, Campbell still there as well? Yeah, Campbell's still there. And um, have you you've just brought sure. in Wickham? Yeah. Was yeah, we've just put, oh, don't know if that's official yet or not, but um, okay. yeah, pretty close to it apparently. So, so was that about six? It was that about six still... decent strikers? Yeah, was two. Shamit. Yeah, well. Yeah, still six decent strikers. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, apparently Murray might be leaving, but I really hope he doesn't because he deserves a full crack at the Premier League, I reckon, because he's, he's good enough. He scored enough goals last year. So yeah, he hit pretty decent form last year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping they stay. I hope they all stay at the club, really, but <laughs> I guess we can't keep all that in the one squad, really. So, and I guess hard for- to keep them all together. From an Australian perspective, how's Yedinak spotting the team looking? Is he, I mean, there was some doubts towards the end of the season whether he'd, he'd hold his place in the side, and I guess bringing Kabai in now, your midfield's looking a bit stacked. Yeah, that's it. But it's, it's hard to tell because from a leadership perspective, he's just he's massive. But yeah, like people criticise his passing and stuff like that but I still think he'll play more games than he would like that he, than he won't this season yeah. so if he stays of course which I'm pretty sure he will um, but yeah I think yeah he'll still have a pretty big role to play with us this season so and where yeah. do you where do you see yourselves finishing uh, where do I oh, I hope just you know hope to stay up again I guess but yeah <laughs> obviously we're going to push on from that um I'll hope just ahead of last season, that's like keep building, pushing a little bit further, a little bit further. Um, but yeah, we've got a bit of a tougher start to the season this year compared to last season, but we still had a pretty average start last season anyway, so couldn't get much worse than that. We still finished 10th, so hopefully, yeah, just build on that, maybe 9th or 8th, maybe, if we continue this form, so yeah, that'd be good. Fair enough. And so from one club managed by Pardew to one that was formerly managed by Pardew, um, NUFC, how are, how are Newcastle looking for the new season? Um, pre-season form's been a bit shaky. Um, I think we've only had two wins and four losses and a draw. Um, I suppose that could be in part to uh, the Wally with the Broly implementing his new game plan for us. Um <laughs> So I'm a bit curious to see how we'll line up for the Southampton game, which is our opening uh, fixture. Um, we've made some fairly impressive signings, I would have thought. Uh, 
in terms of uh, players that I probably didn't think we were realistic chances of obtaining. So um, that's promising, but uh, we still need a few more, I think, to um, make sure we don't uh, have the troubles that we had uh, last season when we almost went down. What, what's the mood like amongst the supporters? Are they a bit more optimistic for the new season? I mean, given you've got a new manager, um, the checkbook's been out a bit, so maybe Ashley's changing in his ways and that sort of thing. Is, is there a bit more optimism around? Uh, I'd say there is a little bit. Um, I think there's still a bit of uh, pessimism in some sections of the fan base. Um, the signings... Uh, that we've made have uh, definitely helped get some of the supporters back on side. Um, but I think we're still quite light in terms of our depth. Um, uh, we actually had, you might recall, uh, Mike Ashley saying, well, he had his first televised interview uh, on our last on the last day of um, last season, saying that he was going to try and change things, that he wanted to win something. Yeah, I think he said. Um, so, I think he said he was staying until he won a trophy. So I guess you know they'll be taking his body out in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be that long. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he did say something to that effect. So um, at least I guess the spending has shown maybe there is some truth to his words that there is some ambition. Um, I believe McLaren wasn't really anybody's first choice uh, except some of the board members at our club um, for the manager role to replace our best coach in the league, John Carver. But, <laughs> um, but in saying that, losing, uh, kicking him out of the club certainly um, given us cause for a bit of optimism and hope. So, um, you know, I guess cautiously optimistic at the moment. Where do, still... where, where do you reckon you'll see yourselves finishing? Uh, well, as most people know, we're a bit of a circus of a club. Um, we could be anywhere from probably 8th to 18th, I reckon. Um, I think uh, Steve McLaren has said that um, he wants to finish top eight and have a good cup run. I think that's personally a bit ambitious, um, just on the squad that we have available. Um, I'd like to see a top 10 finish, but I think maybe in the 10 to 14 bracket might be our... Uh, spots on the ladder. There's still one important question here to be asked. Yeah, what's that? Has McLaren mastered the Geordie accent yet? <laughs> so can uh, you speak like the Geordie like? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be curious to see uh, his um, press conferences if he does uh, have a crack at a Geordie accent, but um, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't uh, tried one yet. So. He'll, go the, he'll go the full Joey Barden and, and pick up the local accent. <laughs> like, like, like when he was in Marseille. What is wrong with that? <laughs> um, well, we, we, we might move on then to um, Friar Tuck to, to chat to us a bit about Leicester. Um, we touched on it a bit earlier with Nigel Pearson leaving the club, but um, you've made a few uh, acquirals over the summer uh, with a few more on the way, apparently. So how do you see the, the squad building, I suppose? Well, first, well, for a start, we've got we get we're getting back up in the right places. Uh, Centre defence, uh, our defence was our biggest worry last season. We found a bit of stability once we had Morgan, Morgan Wazzle and Who. The first big move we got was Who from Stoke. We all, I think it was also a hard deal that we helped them raise the price of a 
one of their players to well just to help raise the price and we'll get a better deal in exchange for the three million tag i think it was uh we got uh boots was all, was also a big was also a big addition because well we had kanchinski if we had kanchinski and well let's be honest he's not <laughs> I, we already know about him so did he get the most red cards last season in the premier league he did. yeah he also i think he also cost us he cost us more than a few more than a few games as well. Yeah. But yeah, Fuchs, Fuchs, Fuchs is massive. He can play. He can play. He can play a bit of centre back as well and uh, left wing. So far in the preseason, he actually looks more convincing as a winger than a centre back. But now that's all right with me. We've got we've got two very competent um, left wingers ready to ready to give it their all. Although Fuchs did play a bit on the right wing, so which well seems a bit weak now that uh, uh, Danny Simpson looks a bit. Crap, to be honest, so it's good, good, good to know he can play both sides. With Mia as the boss, you never know who's going to play. Uh. <laughs> um, and what's what's your take on Cambiasso not signing on for another season? Um, obviously, probably a little bit of a hit to the confidence for Ranieri. That I think he came out pretty publicly and said that he really wanted Cambiasso to stay on and help him. Um, obviously, wasn't the case. I tried. <laughs> Well, there's a, there's a few interesting stories in that one, but to be honest, I'm just glad we got the one year out of him. We were yep. expecting a year. Anything more would have been a huge bonus. To be honest, I don't actually think he's that much of a loss. If you had, if I had the option between Hooth and Cambiasso, I would have definitely picked Hooth out of that. But Cambiasso, Cambiasso is starting to age a bit, and we need to start moving on from there. So, yeah, thanks, thanks very much, Esteban. But, Thanks for helping us stay up. Uh, hope you enjoy wherever you go, just as long as it's not anywhere in England. Yeah, and I guess I guess you'll remember the um, the cracker he scored against. Uh, was it was it West Ham or who was it towards the end of the season where he scored? It was the, West Ham? Was it West Ham? Yeah, yeah. To kind of get you kind of launched your winning run, I guess. Well, that was nice to get the victory, but I think honestly, where it really started, well, well, Tottenham, the Tottenham four three gave us a bit of. Confidence that yes, we can start scoring goals. Why don't we try put a run together, tighten things up at the back? But I think it was the West Brom game where we felt we can really do this. I mean, two 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 all at two all at the Hawthorns last minute play. Jamie Vardy, Max Cleary, and uh, well, rest is history. And uh, it was from that moment on I felt. We're definitely going to do this. Well, I mean, it was interesting when we played you guys. I remember Steve Bruce basically saying that if we beat you, um, you wouldn't be able to overtake us. And I thought it was a bit silly because I thought even if we lost that game, you guys weren't going to be able to overtake us. And you know how wrong I was in the end. Um, but you can't help but feel a bit aggrieved. There were a few missed chances from Hull that if we'd put them away, maybe we would have stayed above you because maybe that would have dented your confidence too much. But... Um, uh, it's one of those hypotheticals, I guess, we'll never know. Um, but we might move on then. And I, I, I had a look at um, Norwich's business so far, uh, especially because I brought attention to it by their purchase of Robbie Brady from us for $7 million. And I can't help but feel when they're being uh, suckered into buying him for $7 million because we basically just kept knocking their bids back until they raised it to a point where we were happy to agree to it. Um, doesn't look like they've had the best of summers. And, and when you look into it further, they've got Dorans in from West Brom for $3 million. They've got Malumbu also from West Brom for free. But apart from that, they haven't really done anything. They've brought in Wisdom on loan from Liverpool, but 
Um, that's about all they've done. And and admittedly, their squad that got relegated from the Premier League was still basically all together. Um, they'd sold Snodgrass to us, and I think uh, uh, somebody to QPR, uh, Leroy Fur to QPR. Um, but apart from that, they've 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 not done a whole lot to convince me that their squad will actually stay up this time around. And the manager himself doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence because he's he's had one stint in Scotland where he was a player manager at Hamilton Academical, but then he's only had what um, half a season with Norwich now, and he, he got them to the playoffs and won the playoffs, but he's very much unproven. Just remember, there's no Suarez, so that's probably yeah, going to so help Nor- him with goal difference. Well, they also got <laughs> belted by Man City, so that's the issue. So, Guerrero's still around, but um, at least, yeah, at least they're guaranteed an easier run against Liverpool. Probably going to beat Liverpool. Liverpool is shit. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll see what Liverpool ends up doing, but um, I don't know. I mean, Norwich are an interesting one. I was, I was saying in the first half of this podcast that the three promoter clubs are very hard to pick on, on who'll stay up and who'll go down because they all have different strengths and all have different weaknesses. I mean, Norwich, yeah, they have pretty much a Premier League squad from the last time they were up, but then managers got very little experience and they haven't done much over the summer. Watford have brought in a lot of players and they've got their Italian and, and Spanish connections, um, but again, managers unproven and they've spent a lot already, so I don't know how much they'll have left to spend. And then obviously Bournemouth have never been in the big league, so it's hard to pick who, who, who'll stay up out of those three. Uh, as it seems to be, no, 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 no one's got, no one's got any, um, well, any ideas. I think Watford's a good chance, I reckon. But just I think, to... I think... <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Who wants to go first? No, go for it. Okay, um, looking at Norwich, they have a, they have a nice attack, they have a nice attacking squad from, uh, from what I saw. They, yeah, some of the players look a bit dodgy, but I honestly think out of the three of them. I think they would be the most likely to actually stay up. I mean, as you said, they've got they've gotten a bit hardened with their Premier League experience, and well, as I said, sometimes you perform better. Some players just perform better in the Premier League than they do in the Championship. Sometimes, so uh, out of those three, I'd back Watford. Bournemouth, well, sometimes the Champions, what works in the Championship doesn't necessarily work in the Premier League. I think they've signed a fair lot of players, haven't they? They haven't bought many either, no. They've, they've got in a bit of experience. They've brought in um, Baruch, Federici and Distan as a bit of you know experienced heads in the squad. But apart from that, I mean, Josh King for one million from Blackburn, who he was on loan at Hull for a little bit, so I got a look at him and doesn't hugely inspire me as a signing. Uh, and then Tyrone Mings from Ipswich for eight million. It's an odd position to spend eight million on, I'd have to say. I know. Um, but I mean, Bournemouth to me kind of, I'll, I'll actually just go into them now then I guess, but they kind of remind me a little bit of Swansea when they came up, you know, that, that story of coming up from league two, implementing a footballing philosophy through the club, this brilliant young manager in Eddie Howe, who, I mean, the story's just incredible about how he's, how he's brought them up, um, through the leagues, uh, and they're doing it with playing a really fantastic style of football. I mean, they scored... What was it? Uh, Ninety-eight goals as as champions of the championship, and they only conceded forty-five. So it's not as if they were having, you know, five-four victories and that sort of thing. They were they were keeping teams pretty limited. Um, so they might they might struggle to begin with, but then so did Swansea when they came up, and then by the end of the season, the Liberty was a was a fortress, and and Swansea were looking pretty solid. 
Yeah, but we probably just don't know which teams will do well and which ones don't, because I think we predicted it last season, and I think we got it all wrong, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think last season we predicted Burnley to go down and QPR probably to go down. Um, they were pretty obvious picks, but I, th- I can't remember who we had as the third one. I think it might have been Sunderland, but I'm not, I'm not too sure. Or Leicester. Always managed to stay up. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, it is it is always very hard. I just feel like this season especially, all three have different sort of variables in their favour and different things counting against them. Um, so it's a tough one. But we'll, we'll move on then and, and chat about the other end of the table and we'll, we'll swing back around to Cruyff to chat about um, Manchester City and their title chances. Raheem the Dream. The new yeah. number... The new number seven. I mean, what what else can be said? The he's booed. He's he gets booed by Liverpool fans, but his name was Sook like one Adam, uh, Mister Adam Wood does. But <laughs> well, mean, let's not touch on that. <laughs> I, I, I think City still have some problems down back. Though. I mean, yeah. Sterling's obviously a fantastic signing, and I think I think he'll hit the ground running and do very well for them overall. But their problem lies down back, I think, yeah. and I don't think companies a player he once was. I don't think they've probably replaced Dimitrios. Mangala has the strength and force, but I still think he needs to um, adapt to Premier League life a bit better. I can't think of the other centre back right now. Kolarov's weak on the on the left. Klichy's weak on the left. Zabaleta never looked uh, what he did last season as the season before. Ah, oh, okay. And um, I th- I think the if Zabaleta can return to form prior World, World Cup, I think. That will help them a lot, but I mean, they and the defensive midfield area too with Pellegrini's tactics just doesn't work because they're they're horribly exposed off down against Stuttgart overnight in 30 minutes or something. So if if a German side can do that to them with all respect, imagine what some of the better Premier League sides can do. I mean, yeah, Bojan was saying in the first half of this podcast that I mean, when when you consider that they've spent 50 million on Fernando and Fernandinho, uh, and then you look at Juventus bringing in. Um, uh, Sammy Kadira. Kadira, that's it. Um, basically on a free. And you think, you know, money can be spent much more wisely than perhaps Man City have spent it recently. I, I, I think Fernandinho and Fernando are good players in the right system, but Pellegrini doesn't use the right system to play to their strengths. And it leaves them exposed with Yaya going forward so often and Silva and so on. But I I'm mean, very surprised that Yaya is still there. I think well, he's got it. He got his birthday gone. cake this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, maybe that might have been agent talk. I guess we'll never know. But I, I guess a year ago, people would have been surprised to see him at City at the start of this season. But if you, based on the preseason games in Australia, he did look quite good and back to his yeah. old self. Yeah. But I mean, I think with City, it's mainly a tactics thing. And if they sort out that pivot and their central defence, they might do all right. But it looks like Pellegrini is doing a bit of Wenger and, and deciding to be stubborn and it's his way or the highway. Does anyone see Pellegrini sa- uh, staying at the season? He's sacked. He's, He's gone, gone at the end of this year or that. I mean, have a look at the team. Company, He's overrated. I don't, think he's, over, I don't think he's overrated. I think injuries have got the better of him and they've, they've caught up with him and he's not the player he once was. Yeah, but he still gets rated as the best when he's just not. I mean, Zabaleta's old. I mean, their squad is quite old. I mean, honestly, it's the Manchester Geriatric Centre. <laughs> I, I, 
it'll, it'll be interesting if they replace Jeko with someone. If if Jeko goes to Roma, it would be interesting to see if they pick up another striker to to cover his his loss. I hear Liverpool selling one. <laughs> <laughs> he did all, he did all right at City. How many did he score against you in in the six nil? One. He scored the first one. That's the one that matters. Scored more than your whole side. We scored one goal that game. Oh, okay. That's quite a bit. Well, Good, we'll uh, we might move uh, on there to another six-one game, um, which was Stoke against Liverpool. So we'll chat about Stoke now, uh, who actually the, faced Liverpool in the first game. Um, there's an old adage: "You're only as good as your last game." <laughs> And Liverpool look complete crap, but that's because the uh, Barcelona of the West Midlands. Well, you you christened them Barcelona early in the season, and they've they've certainly lived up to it, haven't they? Yeah, I mean they just want to sign all the ex-Barcelona players. I mean, we're finally figuring out the answer of can Leo Messi do it on a wet <laughs> Wednesday night at Stoke? <laughs> but you just look, you look at actually their team, and to be honest, it's. Well, it looks a bit different from the old hoof ball of the Poodles days. Was that hoof I mean, or hoof? <laughs> With respect to our Leicester guest, um, how do you how do you how did you see their bid for Shakiri? Um, perhaps not a realistic chance of getting him, but it certainly seemed to show ambition. Comical. It was bizarre. It was comical, I thought. Comical? In what sense? If that I think a player of his caliber wouldn't. I've, I've been to Stoke and it's not that great a place. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, I can't think of a footballer, a footballer of his talent and calibre would would be at home in, in, in the West Midlands and, and, and whatnot. I, I think I think he's at Schalke now or he, he's on the verge of a move to Schalke. But, I mean, yeah, I, ambitious by Stoke, but I think deep down they knew it was never going to happen. The thing is, though, I mean, those players don't actually necessarily have to live in the area. Uh, and the point's made as well whenever people talk of moving up to somewhere like Hull that, or, or even Liverpool and that sort of place, that if they don't want to live in the city, which might not necessarily be a great city, they can live outside the city. I mean, it's not that far to commute to the ground. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess the English climate in general, and, and obviously Stoke not with the, necessarily having the ability to compete on the same level as a Schalke or a... Um, where else has he been linked lately? I think Dortmund were linked to him. Inter. He, he was at Inter. Yeah, he's been well. at Inter. Yeah, yeah. Bayern Munich. Yeah, let's see. But I mean, Stoke, Stoke have brought in Affleck and, and Boyan in recent times. So I see. I think they've made some some good signings in in this off season, and I I don't think they'll be easy beats. So I mean, if Boyan continues to play well and recover, I mean, he's a man who broke Leo Messi's records at Barcelona. You'd expect him to get a transfer to a bigger club down the line. And they've still got very good wingers with Affleck and Arutanovic and. Again, they're just a solid side. They're going to be mid-table, there or thereabouts. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they cover the loss of Begovic. Yeah, That's... well, I mean, Jack Butland, by all reports, is quite a quality young keeper, but whether he can take that step up and be a consistent first-teamer uh, first mm, is, is the big question. And Crouch, I think, is okay as well. I mean, he gets laughed at, but I don't, I don't think he's a poor striker by any means. Do we think he's starting to come towards the end, though? Do, like, will age start to catch up with him this season? I mean, I, just, I, I don't know. He's not really a guy who, who 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 relies on mobility. He sort of holds the ball up and then just they they put it on his head. But 
if you can sit in the box for the uh, majority of the season and, and still knock balls into the back of the net, there's no reason why he can't keep going, I think. Yep. Where do we where do we reckon Stoke will finish? Eleventh. Eighth to twelfth. Yeah, about tenth or eleventh. I'd say the same, tenth, eleventh around there. Fair enough. Um well, a club that's had a pretty big off-season in terms of changing manager, buying in quite a few players, is West Ham, uh, who've made quite a few decent signings as well. And I think uh, NUFC, you were going to have a look at them and um, rate their off-season. Yeah, yeah, they've uh, brought in seven players, I believe. Um, the biggest name is probably uh, Dimitri Payet from uh, Marseille, um, who actually, uh, I think, led the way for assists uh, last season. Um, and I think I read he was uh, second behind only Messi um, for through balls in Europe's top five leagues last year. So um, I guess with Big Sam, there was the association that maybe he played ugly football. Um, so I guess uh, bringing in uh, Payet seems like they're going to have that shift in their philosophy to a more attacking, um, more fluid uh, type of system, I believe. Uh, they've also brought in um, Ogbona from Juventus, who's another pretty impressive signing, I would have thought. Um, what was his name? Uh, Ogbona. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of the jokes, Grove. Keep it PG for the folks at home, yeah. please. Come on, Grove. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, they've got a bit of depth down back, actually. Um, they've got uh, Winston Reid, uh, Jimmy Tompkins. Um, they got Jenkinson back in on loan. Yeah, they got Jenkinson back on loan, which um, he did quite well last season there. And um, I think Creswell was one of the surprise packets um, as a fullback. It uh, was quite impressive as well. So uh, certainly they look quite solid down back. Um I think for them, the real question will be how their potential Europa League commitments um, um, affect their season. Um, yeah, so, I, mean, I was going to bring that up because I think Friar Tuck was sort of keeping track of their earlier progress and um, their season started back in early July, I believe. Yep, early uh, July. And they've, they've, yeah. they've done their best to shake the um, Fair Play Award that got them into Europa in the first place. I think they've had three dismissals already. Um, yeah, I think they've got the second leg uh, of their... I think it's the last round of qualifiers um, coming up on Wednesday or Thursday this week. Um, I think they were playing somebody from Romania from memory. Um, right, the cup winner from Romania. Oh, what was that? It's the cup winner from Romania. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, High flying side. Yeah. Um, as we've sort of seen, Europa League, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it seems like some Premier League clubs would maybe rather avoid um, the commitments of playing the midweek fixtures um, around Europe. Um, I think Everton last season and even... Spurs and Liverpool and um, even uh, the Toon struggled with the Europa commitments um, a few se- few seasons ago. So um, if they go further into the competition and they get a few injuries, then you know it could potentially um, result in their domestic form struggling a little bit. 
Well, I think we saw that with uh, Valencia getting injured in the first leg. Um, I think he's been ruled out of the return leg already, but I don't. And it's apparently described as a serious injury, but I don't know how long that means he'll be out for missing Premier League action. But um, yeah, I mean, injuries are already starting to hit them. Yeah, um, I believe I had a look over their squad, and I think up front is potentially their weak um, Achilles heel. Um, they've also got Andy Carroll, who's as we know, a bit injury-prone. Um, <laughs> um, but that being said, I think he still scored five goals from something like 12 starts last season. So if he can stay fit with um, Payet and Kuate and Noble and a few others there chipping in, um, he will probably, with the right service, still be able to have a good return. But it's just a matter of trying to keep him on the park. Yeah, fair enough. Where, where do we see West Ham finishing? Um, I think probably around 10th. Um, it really depends on how, um, well, first of all, if they can get into the Europa League, if they, assuming they want to actually participate in it. <laughs> and um, secondly, whether they can keep their uh, squad fit. They've got quite a good team on paper, but, um, you know, if they have a few injuries, then they'll have to rely on some of their younger kids to um, potentially fill gaps, which might cause them to struggle a bit. But, yeah, I think sort of mid-table would be about par for them. Fair enough. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on then to Everton uh, with Friar Tuck, um, who've brought in Delafeo on a permanent, I think, was it um, last season or the season before they had him on loan, and, and he, he went quite well for them. Um, they, haven't, they haven't done a whole heap. I mean, they brought in Cleverly as well, I suppose. But... Delafeo. Reunited, reunited Martinez back in their weekend day. And to, yeah. be honest, to be honest, I thought I was looking at Newcastle because they've only spent $4.4 million. <laughs> and that's all of their ins. And that was about, I think it was July 1st, early July, all these transfers went through. Yeah. The big news involved in Everton, as we all know, is John Stones. Chelsea trying to get him there. Obviously... Well, the most thinks he's um, well, John Terry's successor, basically. But I think, to be honest, I think twenty million's a bit, a bit on the short side. I think I think he can be. Uh, he's, he's a real good. He's a real good player. I think he can be a real uh, center stone for Everton. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they can. Hopefully they can hold on to him. Uh, yeah, I mean the talk is that they want thirty-four for him, and I mean that's not unrealistic, I would think. And Lunity seems to think that uh, there could be moves being made by Chelsea in the coming days because Mourinho wants his two defenders in before the first game of the season. Um, so it will be certainly interesting to see if they can test evidence resolve. As you, as you say, I mean, they're not spending very big, so uh, a bit of money going their way would sort of boost the coffers a little bit. Well, I would, I would, li- I would like to think so, but just, just looking at the club, it's a far cry from what was happening last season. Last season we had like Lukaku and his £28 million pounds and how he's going to... Well, take Everton places. I mean, let's face it, they were fifth the season before that. They really should have been pressing on, well, maybe for a Champions League spot, if not around the same place. But you're finishing behind Crystal Palace. That's... Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, shots, that. shots hey, fired. Crystal Palace is a good side, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you can't get more from, can't get from uh, Everton, you know. They've been top seven for, well, a few years now, and... If that's the best they've got for it, um, I don't think I don't think things are looking too bright on the blue side of Toffee Town. I think the return of Delafeo will help them. 
it will, but that's not. You want you want more for for a team that's really realistically looking for top eight at least. They need more than that. I feel the habit of Everton lately has been sort of to take players on loan and then um, once they seem to have settled into the side, bring them in on permanent deals. I mean, we've seen it with Barry uh, Lukaku and now Dalafeo as well. Uh, and obviously Cleverly's come in on a free free deal as a player that Martinez knows quite well. So I, I feel like Martinez has played it very, very safe in the transfer window um, throughout his time at Everton. And I wonder if he's just being a little bit too cautious. I think he is being way too cautious. Honestly, I can see him not lasting the season if Everton does. I was, was going to ask that, yeah. Mm. They need. I think they really need to be in the top ten. They really need to be tight. I mean, Swansea's gone ahead of them. Southampton's ahead of them. Stoke's ahead of them. And soon to be Crystal Palace and maybe even Leicester. That's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that last just slip that one in, yeah. Yeah, just, just slip it in, yeah. yeah. But, uh, they they need they need to show they're being serious business. I mean, I mean, last season was really disappointing. Injuries didn't help, but the results. Lackluster. They need. They need. They need to be in the top ten constantly this season. Where do you see them finishing? Uh, I. I think I had them. I think I had them an eighth behind Liverpool. But that's what. Well, that's what I. Well, that's what I expect if everything goes smoothly. But if this, if they pull the same, same baloney from last season, I can easily see them, see them fighting mid-table, maybe a slight relegation scare. So I'd say. Eight to fourteen, perhaps. Yeah, you'd you'd really want Lukaku getting back to his best. He had a cert- certainly had a very underwhelming season last year, so I think there's a lot riding on his shoulders as to how they go and and whether Barkley and and Cleverly and those and Delafeo, I suppose, can kind of step up to the bat. That's very important because Tony last season was not very good for them. If Lukaku goes down, they don't they don't have many 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 options that could lead that front line. Martinez himself said he wanted three players. He wanted a centre back and a centre midfielder, but I think he needs a backup striker there. Yeah, I, that should be. I think that should be on top of the list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we'll move on to the final club um, being reviewed tonight, which is Swansea. Um, they've they've gone from strength to strength. I remember sitting here twelve months ago writing them off as you know Gary Monk was this unknown manager that he wasn't going to be able to get them very far in the Premier League and, and they've really sort of impressed and come out of nowhere to basically take everything in their stride. They you know they change managers and the style stays the same. They bring in great player after great player and, and they've certainly continued to do so this off-season. So have you seen it, Milang Panthers? Yeah, that's right. Like the, It's going to be hard to top last season, obviously. And um, I, Yeah, I do remember that last year. We were thinking... Um, you know, club club great coming in to manage the club. How are they going to go? But turned out pretty well, and it's the, obviously their best season ever. So, um, yeah, they've done pretty good off season, and um, well, their pro season results haven't been too inspiring. Just one 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 nil nil. So, no no wins or anything, but they haven't lost, so that's positive. Um, but yeah, so that, they're looking alright this season. But yeah, it's going to be hard to top last season, obviously. Uh, how do we how do we see them going, guys? I mean, um, they've brought in Ayu, I think, and have they have they brought in anyone yeah. else? Uh, Tabanu, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, from Saint Etienne for three point five. 
uh, Nordfeld is a Swedish goalkeeper, so I'm guessing he's just a backup. Um, and then a few, like, few young English kids. So that's about it at the moment. What's everyone's thoughts on Swansea? Solid. They'll be solid again, I think. Hard to beat in Wales. I, I, they'll probably beat a few of the, the higher-ranked sides. And I, I think Gary Monk's quite a good manager and he's got a well-drilled unit there and I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish again in the top 10. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're just a solid all-round unit. I mean, you'd expect them to finish... I mean, they did finish 16th last season. They'll probably finish around, again, in the mid-table area. I mean, ins and outs have them pretty much like for like. I think IU uh, is a great in, I think. And they've got Key still and, and uh, Sigurdsson. So, I mean, it's I, I think they'll do well. Yeah. The, the interesting thing will be to see how Gomez goes uh, with a full season as the number one striker because obviously with Bonnie moving on, um, I was sceptical that he could sort of step up and, and lead the line because he looked pretty iffy to start with, but um, he certainly started to impress later in the season. Um, and I know there was some talk that he wanted to move away to a bigger club, uh, but obviously he's you know had, had a bit of a word from Gary Monk perhaps uh, to settle down and focus, and, and he certainly seems to have taken that in his stride and starting to look a better player for them. But there's a lot riding on him now because a, a lot like Everton, they don't seem to have that many strike options um, if, if he were to be injured or out of form or that sort of thing. Um, but they do have good goal-scoring midfielders to rely on as well, like you were saying with Key and Sigurdsson. Uh, Shelby as well can chip in with a few goals. So uh, certainly... down back as well is solid. Yeah, yeah, and, and their defence looks very impressive as well. I mean, they've always had quite a bit of a fortress at, um, at the Liberty Stadium, so... Um, Another another impressive season for them, probably. But, I mean, with those sorts of clubs, and we've discussed it with Newcastle and Southampton previously, but you'd expect those sorts of clubs to be sort of eyeing up a good cup run because if you're going to be finishing around that um, 8th to 13th bracket, surely surely you'll ma- you make your main focus a cup run. I mean, obviously you don't want to be dragged into a relegation battle, but if you're no realistic chance of relegation, what else is there to play for other than, you know couple of million dollars of places place That's, money but they're sweet sweet draft picks <laughs> <laughs> i mean but but surely I'm, uh, those sorts of clubs are aiming for a cup run i mean milan panthers you must be the same with palace you know aiming for a good cup run yeah, that's it. Probably like a similar season to last season, but with a cup run, and I'd be pretty happy, really. Because, um, yeah, every year recently it's just been out in the first round or second round pretty much. So, um, yeah, it's definitely what you'd want to... Once once you get a good start, um, yeah, aiming for a cup run would be, would be good once you've got some points under your belt, I reckon. So, yeah. Um, so perhaps we'll, we'll speak, we'll, as we sign off, we'll speak of um, the cup or the shield or whatever you want to call it that was won the other day by by Arsenal. Um, do we read too much into Arsenal's win over Chelsea as to early season form or is it just sort of more, you know, another mi- meaningless pre-season game? I, th- I think it's good to win, but I don't think many Arsenal fans are getting carried away. If any are, really, I mean, it, it's good that if you can count, uh, Wenger finally got one over Jose, but... Um, we beat must be good City. mentally speaking. Oh, d- definitely, I think so. But I mean, we beat City three 0 last season, 
and we, we played them off the park. But as we saw, our first half of the season wasn't that great. So I don't think it's too much to look into. I think it's good for um, a, a, mental, a mental thing, as you suggested, and, and keep the momentum up and, and through a tie. But I don't think it's anything to really go by. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. any, any other closing thoughts on, on the Community Shield? It's okay, I let the Voyo win. He needs to win one game once in a while. But I'm terrible. fantastic. I'm fantastic. My accent is fantastic. You're wrong. You've always been wrong. I'll see you win league. And come. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you park the bus and uh, I, I win the game. Oh, I dear. Just, I, I can just park bus. You can't even park car. And the tinker, man, I hear you back at the left. I think before we get too carried away, we might call it a night there, boys. So um, thank you, everyone, for coming along. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Very much. No and especially Ashley Schweinsteiger coming to a field near you. <laughs> especially, especially a thank you to um, especially a thank you to Friar Tuck for making a first appearance on the podcast. Um, first of many, I hope. Uh, thanks very much for having me. No worries. And uh, thank you everyone at home for listening along. It's been a, a bumper episode tonight, um, but we've hopefully gotten through your side and had a decent chat about them. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. And until the weekend, we'll see you on the forums.